Proverbs 4, 23. Y'all got it? All right, here we go. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines what? It determines what? Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. This morning, as I begin this new teaching series, Faith It, I want to preach from this thought. Guard it. Everybody say, guard it. Father, thank you for your word. Let it bless those who hear. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Guard it. I believe this month we're going to see a powerful impartation of faith. And I think it's going to be very imperative that as a part of our maturation as believers, we really begin to walk by faith. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by what? Now, we hear that theologically, but we don't oftentimes demonstrate that practically because many of us are still governed by what we see. And if we'll be honest, when we look around the world, there are a lot of uncomfortable and confusing and complex things that are happening around us, which makes it imperative that we begin to see from a different lens and a different scope. And I want to suggest the best way to see what God is doing is to see it by faith. Now, there are a total of 52 Sundays in this year, okay? 52 Sundays in the year of 2021. We've experienced 45 of them, including today, and have seven more remaining. Can y'all believe that? In 2021, we only have seven more Sundays remaining. And I'm thankful, y'all, because some people didn't make it to this day. Can we just give God praise that I I made it to this Sunday? This is the 45th Sunday that we've joined together. And when Sunday, December 26th comes, uh, not including our midweek empowerment and your personal devotional time with God, we would have heard more so the word of God preached and taught to us at least 52 times. That means not including midweek, if you tune into that, not including your devotional time. Let's just say you don't ever read your Bible. Let's just say you don't ever spend time with God. Let's just say you don't watch uh, our midweek, but you are faithful to watching church on Sundays. Like something in you says, I have to watch online or be present. If you've been present this year, consecutively, um, uh, continually, you've been present 52 times to hear the Word of God taught. And why was the Word of God taught? Why did I come to here? I came to here so that I could build my what? My what? I come to here so that I can build faith. Romans 10 verse 17 says, faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. So if I don't hear the good news about Christ, Christ is the word of God. So if I don't hear the good news about the word of God, then I cannot build what? I cannot build faith unless I hear the what? Word of God. And in this text, faith is translated from the Greek word pistis, which means belief, trust, or confidence in someone or something. To have faith in God means I believe, I trust, I have confidence in him. To hear in the context of this scripture, it is not an awareness of sound because there are a lot of people who hear me, but they don't hear me. Sometimes your kids hear you, but they don't hear you. And you have to repeat yourself. Because in the context of this scripture, having faith, belief, confidence, trust in God is hearing with the acceptance of truth. It means I hear it. If you ever read in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you will see that oftentimes he says, he that has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. Because just because you have an ear doesn't mean you actually are hearing. There are a lot of people who come to church where they don't hear. They heard me say something, 
but it was not accepted as truth. It's not until you actually take into consideration that what you are hearing is actually true. That when you hear God wants you healed, you don't offer contemplation as to whether or not that's what he wants for my life. You take it as whatever he says is true. So, if we combine the two together, if we combine faith and combine hearing, what we're saying is that our belief, our trust, and our confidence in God comes through the hearing and acceptance of his word. We hear it, we accept it, and ultimately we see it. Somebody say, hear it, accept it, see it. Say it again. Hear it, accept it, see it. Easy, right? No. Because if it was that easy, we'll be seeing a little bit more of the word manifest in our life. It's easier said, not than done, than experienced. Because the word is on, it's already done. Ooh, we're not looking for God to do anything. We're looking, him, looking for him to manifest everything from what he's all got. God rested. He saw that it was good, and then he's rested. I want to suggest we're not necessarily moving God. We are moving our faith into what is already done to bring it into the reality that we exist in. It's not easy because there's always going to be some interference. Anytime you hear the word of God, always, and y'all know I'm not going to give you a claim without any support of scripture. Anytime you hear the word key, there's going to be interference. Satan is always going to attack the truth of God that we accept in our heart. He's going to let you shout. I grew up you. We shout every Sunday. I mean, you, you, you have, if you didn't shout, we missed God. God was not here. We didn't shout. If we couldn't go to Golden Corral and say we had church today, it's probably because we didn't shout. But Satan is not afraid of the believer who shouts. I'm going to show you. He don't attack you. Shout. Watch this. Satan is not afraid of the person who praises. He'll let us come in here, run laps. <laughs> you crazy, I'll think about that too. He'll let us come around here and run laps and sweat. But the moment you actually contemplate his word as truth and consider that this may be the word of God, that's when attack comes. You ever left church after really getting it? After it really becoming illuminated to your heart? And it seems like, boom, you're hit with something? I just got out of church, and I'm hit with something. I just got out of devotions. You ever been at home, had a whole good time with God, and as soon as you step out, it's like your kids are like, nah, 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 nah. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. What's happening? Whenever the word of God is deposited into our heart, the enemy does whatever it takes to make sure the word is not given opportunity to grow. 
I'll let you get it. I'm going to show you in a few minutes. We're going to show you in Mark 4. I'll let you get it, but I'm coming for it. Why? He's not going to let you, he's not going to let you develop your faith without a fight. Can I tell you something? The enemy is after your faith, period. He don't want your house. He can't stay there. He shouldn't be staying there in any form. We beat the devil out of my car. Where he going to drive it to? <laughs> the devil is after my money to spend where? He's after your faith. He's going to find something to impact our heart so that it will hinder the development of our faith. It could be simple as disappointing news. You get, a, you get, di- you get fired from your job. He's going to replay that thing so much in your head. Do you know the one that God blessed you with? You ever lost, lost a job that, that God blessed you with? And you'll be disappointed. And he'll play that. Y'all, losing the right job will have you not come into church. Man, I love that job, right? Huh? Disappointed, he's going to come for it. You know what? Even if you've been hurt in church, I'll use this, you've been hurt. He's not really worried about the hurt. He's focused on the fact that I don't need church. I don't need a man of God no more. I've seen so many self-led pastors in the last two years. Y'all know that they don't need pastors no more who will feed them. Let's not do the pastor thing. Let's do the church thing. I don't need church no more. Whether in person or not. And I'm not, I'm serious, y'all. This, and it's going to get worse. When we get this metaverse, I don't need, shoot. I go to church in Africa now. No, literally, I stepped in. We give y'all the Here's what it is. Because the enemy knows, watch this, especially when a person has been assigned to your life. If I can get them to keep speaking, they'll build a faith to come out of what they're in. Are y'all with me? He's trying to find anything. You know, the big, and I'll say this because it's public. You know why I was so disheartened by the thing that happened in that area with, with a mega pastor? Is that he was just a pawn for the enemy's bigger purpose. I really hurt for that man, yo. On some real stuff, I know everybody's talking about himself. It's a sick thing that came into, into action. But what gets me is that people are now going to leave church again. The place where you come to hit. Now, I know for us deep people, you can go anywhere. I'm not saying you have to be in the building for your faith to be built. But there's a disconnection taking place in the body of Christ. Where I no longer need community. I no longer need to be around someone that I think really cares about my soul. So we're going to have people now that say, all pastors are sleeping around. All pastors are having sex with the girls in the church or touching on the woman in the church. It's a lie here. And what gets me is that just because you go to one McDonald's, you don't stop going to McDonald's altogether. But the enemy will play you. I went to one McDonald's. Well, let me use Chick-fil-A. Just because you go, (laughs) there are multiple bad McDonald's. Praise God. Uh, Just because you go to one bad Chick-fil-A, which is rare, the enemy was busy that day. 
it does not mean that all churches are bad. What the enemy is after, watch this. He's not after the church in terms of what we've made it. He's after a place where your faith can be built. Even if you get mad at me, just find another place where your faith can grow. Because that is what the enemy is after. He'll do whatever he can to get you from believing God to questioning him. And some of y'all know, I, I've questioned God in these last two years. Yo, I was telling my wife the other day, I said, babe, some days I just grieve. I just sit, nothing's really wrong, I just grieve. Because y'all, Brittany, two years ago, we were freely hugging, spitting on people, you know. You ever been spit on in work? Like, wait a minute. We weren't afraid of holy spit back then. One of my old pastors to spit, you'd be like, mm. this better be anointed because the way you, brother. There's some days, y'all, where I've sat on the couch in my house just like, dang. Y'all, it's only been two years. Y'all remember when we came in here, 2019, and in 2019, and we were worshiping God, and some days I'm like, man, and I've had to fight to keep my faith. I've really had to fight with so many people dying. Wendy's mom, pa uh, mm, Wendy's dad passed away. Her mom's sister, people dying. You're like, yo, I know people have, I ain't did no studying, but I know, I ain't never seen people die like this. I know it's a whole, I'm, I'm just saying though, like, do y'all know what that does to faith? And then some days I'm coming back like, why am I still preaching this? And then the Lord reminded me, that's the one thing the enemy is after. Y'all, he is after your faith. You're going to see it's bigger than just a disconnected from the body of Christ. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he says, I give you these ministry gifts until we all come into the unity of the faith. Now, in that context, it's talking about the unity of the faith, what God has given us, this relationship, this righteous stance in God. But all of it has to do with our belief, our trust, and our confidence in him. That's what the enemy is after. We've been in a place where we've been grieving more than, we've been, more than we've been facing. We've been disappointing or been in disappointed moments more than we've been walking by faith. And the Lord told me, he says, Jeff, faith still works if you work it. And right now, y'all, you got to really fight for your faith. When you've gotten death after death, bad report after report, Y'all, I'm not fighting to keep my house. I'm not fighting to keep my car. I'm fighting to keep my faith. I'm fighting to keep coming, keep logging in online. Because some weeks, y'all, you know, it's like I just don't feel like it today. I don't care what PJ studied. Who am I talking? I don't, y'all, especially if you serve, I just don't feel like serving. I feel, come on, don't mess with me. I feel hopeless. I feel lost. I'm like, just come back now. Why don't you, Jesus? We've all been in this place, the body of Christ, the church. Just like, yo, I'm about to just, y'all, I done had something. I'm, like, I'm about to just do me today. I'm not, don't play with me, y'all. I'm not reading my, you ever had, I'm not reading my Bible today. You try, and then you be scared because then you be like, God, but still protect me though, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't, you ever been like gangster with God but then realize you needed him at the same time? 
Dang, I forgot I had an interview today. God, I know I ain't read my word this morning, but uh. Yo, no, real talk. I've questioned my theology. I've questioned this Bible. Why am I doing this? At what point? I've heard the prophetic words. I've heard it. God, the, the season of this and that, I'm like, God, when are you going to manifest this thing? <laughs> and God says, keep building your faith. Fight for your faith. That's what we're fighting for, for real. We're fighting to continue to believe. Because some of us, we didn't thought about, you know what? I might can pray five times a day and stand on the corner of Military Highway. Not me. That ain't even right. That that. I'm sorry. That's a joke. That's a joke. Let me, let me finish that joke because that, that ain't come across. Stand on the corner and give out newspapers. Let me make sure. Y'all know Muslim gives out. New, okay. Some of y'all was thinking other stuff. Praise God. Get saved. Get saved. Get saved. But we, no, we've thought about other ways. If you have not thought about another way to obtain spiritual reality over the last two years and questioned even your Christianity, you ain't keeping it 100. I've been faithful the whole time. There are going to be times where life hits you, where you ask yourself, is God still here? And, and it often happens not at the altar, It'd be why you be driving to work, a job that you don't know why you still. It's your faith. First Peter 5, 8 says, believers are told, alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. Stand what? Against him. Watch this. And be strong in your faith. Can I suggest he's not trying to devour you? He wants to devour your faith. And you have to stand firm in that if your faith is going to bring you into the fruitfulness of God. It's never a question of whether or not the enemy is going to attack your faith, but rather if you're going to stand firm against the attack. He wants nothing more than for you to relinquish your faith in God. It's not about your finances and his attack on it. It's about your faith in the provision of God. It's not about the health of your body. It's about your faith in the divine protection of God. Are y'all with me this morning? It's not about your mind. He's not after your mind. He's, about, he's after your faith in the peace of God. It's all about your... Say, say this with me. It's all about my faith. Type it in online. It's all about my faith. Come on, say it again. It's all about my faith. Watch this. The devil knows that if he can deplete your heart of faith, then it will hinder the fulfillment of what God has spoken. He, listen, every Sunday, I'm telling y'all this, even after you hear this word, he's coming for that. As soon as, you might not even make it to the car. Before some of y'all, while you're in church, you get a text that tries to pull you away from faith. We walk by it. We live by it. We experience God by it. So that's what the devil is after. Could it be that many of us have not seen the promises of God fulfilled in our lives because we've allowed the enemy to deplete our faith by not guarding our heart? Many of us right now, we'll be honest, our heart is full of discouragement. 
It's full of disappointment. It's full of fear, full of worry, full of distractions. And when faith is depleted in the heart, it becomes harder to move what's before you. Can I help you all real quick? Many of us have, how many of y'all got something before you right now you need moved? Don't act like, come on, just everybody. We have something that we need moved. You don't move it like this. You don't. You don't move it like this. Woo. Yeah. No. You move it by faith. Now, if you're shouting in faith and worshiping in faith, that's a different thing. But it all is rooted in faith. The enemy comes after you because he knows the moment faith is given the opportunity to grow, that's when we start experiencing the true word of God. Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus says to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will what? It will what? It will what? But you must really believe. We told you that faith is pistis. That means belief, trust, confidence in someone or something. Believe it will happen and have no what? Come on, have no what? In your what? So the enemy attacks my heart to fill it with doubt, which depletes what? Faith. That's why you're going through. Watch this. You're gonna, can I tell y'all something so you never be surprised another day in your life? You're going to always be going through something. It's going to always be one thing after the other. It's all one thing. We be standing to like it's something deep. It's just one thing after another. It's going to be like that, especially if you're hearing the word. And let me tell you this. When you really start believing the word of God, those attacks hit different. I'm telling you, man, you really start, when you really commit and give your heart to God and say, I'm going to really live right and follow his word and obey his commandments, those attacks start coming like boom, 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 boom. You be like, I know I got attacks coming. They be coming like what? You know, that's how they be coming. Soon as you wake up on money, boom, 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 you blocking the attacks. I can't pop lock. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I need to bring him for New Year's Eve. Thank you, God. <laughs> Watch this. The power to move and to change what's before us comes from the faith we allow to grow within us. The power to move and to change what's before us, it comes from the power of the faith that we allow to grow within us. Hear this. If you want to move God's heart, then give him your feelings. But if you want to move God's hand, give him your faith. He's a good father. He's going to comfort you. When you're going through stuff, he's going to be there for you. That moves his heart, Britt. But if you want to move his hand, Sister Lala, you've got to give him some faith. You've got to, whoa, you've got to say his word back to him. Yo. I've got to a place where, where this week, you know, my wife called me this week. She was going through a little stuff. I said, babe, have your moment. Have your moment because we're human. We have a, he, he's a good father. I said, but we got to get back to declaring this word. You almost got to discipline yourself like a good soldier. God, your word says this. 
I know what I see. See, y'all don't fight. See, I got too many promises uh, and too many words over my life uh, to just let the devil reap havoc and I not do anything. Nah, bro, you don't know me like that, cuz. You need to go find your word and declare it. Y'all, we're not raising no wimpy, scary Christians in here. Uh, you've got to fight back uh, for your family, uh, for your future. Tell somebody, I'm fighting back. And the way you fight is with your faith. My feelings will move his heart. Oh, God. But my faith will move his hand. There are some things we will never see happen in our lives until we undoubtedly, somebody say undoubtedly, until we undoubtedly in our heart believe, trust, and have complete confidence in the word of God. We have to be fully persuaded that what God has promised us will come to pass. Let me tell y'all, I got too much time in church for stuff not to come to pass. Like, how many of y'all been in church your whole life? No, sir. I'm not leaving it. No, no. No, ma'am. No, I had to do the B-I-B-L-E. I had to go to choir rehearsal when I didn't want to go to choir rehearsal. I had to read the devotional. Yo, I got history with God. He ain't forgot all those doggone rehearsals I had to go to. While everybody was going, y'all remember Friday night service? Everybody at the game, we had to go to church. You know how many games I missed? Talk about some enjoying Jesus, hallelujah. No, I'd rather be at the game. So this is where I'm at right now. I done spent too much time investing to not expect a harvest. Tell somebody I'm in expectancy. Tell them I got seeds in the ground. Tell them I'm not relinquishing my faith. You've got to fight for what you know is yours. I may cry, but I'm going to still faith this thing out. I may be a little worried, but I'm going to still faith this thing out. It may be challenging, but God is going to do what he said he's going to do. I'm not fluctuating in my confessions. Some of us have fluctuated in what we've said. Some days we believe in God, some days we don't. I don't have, watch this, I can't afford not to believe. Because watch this, I don't have a back door. See now, if you have a back door, I can't talk to you. Because this don't make no sense. I'm talking about those that have completely, doesn't mean you're perfect, but God, I give you everything. It would be unjust for you not to bring my faith into fruition. I'm not lowering my expectations. Well, you know, when something don't happen, people try to be religious and say, you know, maybe God wanted you to humble me. No, he wasn't trying to humble me. We use all of these things when our faith doesn't seemingly work. No, I'm keeping my expectation. He says we go from faith to faith. I think the from is an upward progression, not a downward spiral. From faith to faith, I'm not even entertaining conversations or commentary that contradicts what I believe. See, when you really start walking to faith, you can't fellowship with everybody. 
people with faith sound dumb to people without it. How God can do it? I don't know. But he said to trust, to lean not to my own understanding. See, y'all around people trying to understand things. But faith sometimes requires you to believe God from the heart. My heart understands what my mind can't conceive. Anybody, I had to cut you off. You were cool, but you did not have no faith. I'm around here believing God about to work it out. You around here asking how. He's God. The next time somebody asks you how, just say he's God. Who am I talking to? I'm trying not to grab the handheld mic because I'm trying to teach this thing. But I believe God is building a faith in us. He's God, babe. He's God. I don't have another explanation. He's God. How you know you're healed? He's God. How you know that word will come to pass? He's God. Moses said it like this, I am. Tell him I am sent you. He's Yahweh. He's God. This is why every week I come here and I want to preach faith. The Bible says, how can they call on him unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? This is why I like to come to places where you tell me what I'm supposed to be hearing. Not what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. From the word of God. What I understand, sit down real quick. What I understand is this. If I can get the word of God in your heart, you will see it manifest in your life. If I can get it in your heart, Kishara, you will see it manifest in your life. That's why I had to make the heart decision to really start sitting down and teaching the word of God. Any preacher, we know we can manipulate this thing. Not manipulate, we can go different ways with this thing. I can come every Sunday and, and appease my own insecurities by just preaching something that gets me hyped. I don't care if y'all sit and say nothing as long as you get it. See, sometimes we think the power comes behind the response. I don't, I've seen people respond in the moment and have no faith throughout the week. I'm coming to preach a word to get in your heart. Because I know if it gets in your heart, Keith, it'll come out into your life. And watch this. Guess who, also else, guess who else knows that? The devil. He knows, Dre, the moment you really start believing, you're a threat to him. Jesus even knew this, because when Jesus was tempted by the enemy, what did Jesus use in response to him? The word. It is written. Not mama said, not grandma used to say, she didn't write no books. And if she did, praise God. But the number one seller before hers was the Bible. The enemy knows this too, Dre. He knows if you can get that word in your heart, he has no defense against the word of God. It's what destroys him. Which means I have to make sure my heart is conditioned to concede and protect the word that comes to me each week. And there are four different types of hearts. Real quick. There are four different types of hearts in here today. All right? We can skip and just go to the points, um, Ebb. I'm going to summarize it. Mark chapter 4, verses 14 to 20, talks about how the source sows the word of God, right? 
Since the sower sows the word. So every Sunday, I'm like a farmer in here trying to throw word into your heart. Boom, boom, boom. I should have bought some seeds today. Boom, boom, boom. It still hits y'all in the head. Bow, bow. That's word. That's word. Right. But that's how he wants. The, the, the sower sows the word. So every Sunday, I'm coming hoping to sow a word into your heart. The Bible says, though, that although I'm sowing the same word, it's falling on different soil. This is why some people can hear the word and flourish. And some hear the word and fall back. Because it's not the word. The word is 100% word. It don't need no help. But the soil where it, where it lands determines if it can grow or flourish. Are y'all with me? And, and in the context of the scripture, Mark chapter 4, there are four different types of heart that the word is sown into. Right? You have the hardened heart. Everybody say hardened. You have the shallow heart. Say shallow. You have the cluttered heart. Say cluttered. Then you have the healthy heart. I wonder what type of heart you brought to church with you today. Because the condition of your heart is going to determine how well you're able to defend against the attacks. The hardened heart is the heart that, if you notice, it says it falls on a footpath. Footpath, it doesn't even talk about soil to the next one. Footpath means it fell on cement. Hardened hearts are awfully, oftentimes hardened by sin. That's the person that hasn't really, really even committed their life to God. You know what? I just, I just do church because it's a good thing to do on Sunday. Faith will never grow in a hardened heart because it has no entry point. A hardened heart. And this is why y'all, let me say this. You got to forgive quick. For unforgiveness will harden your heart. Because God says, how can you say you love me when you've never seen but you don't love your brother who you see every day? And he says, if you come before me with a sacrifice, and you have unforgiveness in your heart, you have to let that thing go. Why? My word can't grow in a place that doesn't obey it. Watch this, because unforgiveness is disobeying God. So how could God go around his word and cause something to grow in a place that won't even receive the fact that forgiveness is necessary for the believer to grow in God? Go back and hear that, and it'll make sense, because I talk fast. What I'm saying is this. If your heart is hardened by anything, the word has no entry point. But then we got the shallow heart. That's the heart that receives it with joy, the Bible says. You get it. Then difficulties come. And you're like, man, I'm tired of going through this. God don't love me. He took this person from me, caused me to lose this job. God don't love me. We just said, any of you ever said dumb stuff when you've been mad at God? That's why I ain't going to church today. Like, okay. <laughs> The shallow heart, it don't have any roots, the Bible says. It comes to church, it gets excited. Yes, faith. And then as soon as you leave, you get bad news. I'm like, see, man. Because you were in it for the gratification and not the growing. I wanted to be gratified by the word but not grow in it. We want the pastor or the preacher to give us new revelation, but we're going to never apply it. So the fact that I don't apply it means it can't grow deep. Are y'all with me? That's the shallow heart. Faith can't be cultivated in that. Then you got the cluttered heart. I love God's word, but the text says I also love the pleasures of this world. And some of us are trying to get the promises. I'm about to be done. I promise I'll be done in a few minutes. All right. All right. Um, some of y'all, some of us want the pleasures and the promises. We want the pleasure. Go back and read it. It says it's cluttered by the desires of this world. We want to be pleasured and we want, to, we want to walk in promise. 
And really, if you look at this, this is what, this is what the body of Christ really is talking about now. You can pleasure yourself and have fun and do whatever you want to do and still walk in the promises of God. God says no. He says because love of the Father, the Bible says in 1 uh, John 2, uh, 15, it says, love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. For all that is in the world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, those are not of God. And, it, uh, and, and if those things are in your heart, it says love for the Father is not there. So that means I can't fully love God and fully love the world. At some point, I got to do 1 Corinthians 6, either 1 Corinthians 6 or 2 Corinthians 6. He says, come out from among them. It has less to do with denominational beliefs, has everything to do with until I separate and consecrate myself, I will hinder what God is trying to grow in my life. The only type of soil the Word of God grows in is a healthy heart. A healthy heart. I'll finish this Thursday. What is a healthy heart? It is a heart guarded by the Word of God. So what if they say you're deep because you don't watch certain movies? I'm guarding my heart. You don't listen to certain types of music. I'm guarding my heart. Now, I can take it, Pastor. I can take it. I'm not coming for you. I just know that the spirit world never turns off just because I go watch a movie. Y'all think demons be like, all right, go ahead. We'll see you when you get back. <laughs> me, me and my wife were talking about this the other day. There are some movies, some things I don't watch. I remember when Power used to come on. I liked it at first, but then it started seeming like, 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 um, slow, like porn. I say, Angela, what are you doing? <laughs> Lala. That's why so many men were watching. Y'all better act. Yeah, ghost, I like ghosts. Those sex scenes, can't, I, I can't watch this. Now, some, I'm not knocking. Some of y'all can probably take that. I know what I struggled with in the past. That's a trigger for me. I'll be watching Angela and then be like, oh, girl. I don't, I can't listen to everything. And I'm not being deep, I'm not telling you, I'm not trying to be religious. There are some dope rap artists out these days. I love music, I love hot beats, but I can't take all that that is. Because it begins to tamper with the soil of my heart. And I'd rather have his promises than the world pleasures. You can have this old world, come on. But I'll take. I know I had one church person. She was like, yes, sir. My mother-in-law, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. She said that joke like this was the last rehearsal before the concert. I love you, Mama Sheila. Watch this. You have to guard your heart. Y'all, I can't hang with everybody. I'm not better than you. My convictions just hit a little bit of difference. And watch this. I've learned how to hold on to my convictions without condemning people for theirs. Because we just may not be fighting for the same thing. See, back in the day, growing up in church, they condemned people if the convictions were not mutual. I don't need your conviction to be mine. I know what I can't handle, though. I know what will pull me all the way back into the world. So let me guard my heart so that I can continue to live by faith. Here's one point here, and then we're going. Ephesians 6, because here's the question real quick. Well, Pastor, how do I guard the word that I receive? How do I guard the word I receive? I'm going to have to go through my notes real quick and just give y'all this. We'll come back on Tuesday. 
Ephesians 6, verse 17, it says this, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is what? Here's what the Lord told me. He said, guard the word with the word. Because there's nothing more powerful that can guard the word other than itself. <laughs> the word protects the word. Y'all catch that? What does that mean? It means, Robin, when I get the word Sunday, I keep the word. One of my points are going to be get the word, guard the word, and grow the word, right? We'll talk about that Thursday. I get the word. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give y'all the word every single week. Whoever is up here preaching, they're going to give you the word. I guard that word, all right? How do I guard it? With the word. That means if I'm in conversations that don't speak word, bye-bye. If I'm saying stuff out of my mouth that ain't word-driven, shut up. If I have thoughts that don't pull the word forth out of me, Shut it down. Bring it into captivity. I need the word to protect the word. So if I receive a prophetic word over my life, I find a word within itself to protect that word. And somebody says, God's going to make your name great. Well, God, you told Abraham you'll make his name great too. So you find a scripture to protect the prophecy. And you keep listening to it. That was one day this week. One morning I woke up, either this week or last week, I just kept listening to prophetic words. And my wife was like, Jeff, we're experiencing some of that now. Why? The word is still accessible even, if, even after it has been proclaimed. But you've got to fight to see it come to pass by cultivating your faith. Stand up real quick. You have to, you have to work your faith. Y'all, here it is. Can I tell y'all something? You have to really study your Bible. Y'all quiet. You have to read the word. This is one of the best gifts I got. This one y'all gave me like two years ago. This uh, Tony Evans study Bible. This is like a brand new pair of Jordans to me. Because I love what the word of God can manifest in our life. Here's my prayer. Y'all, my prayer this month is that God begin to manifest his word in your life in undeniable ways. Where you can just be like, you know what? This was God. I, I, I built my faith, I got the word, I grew my faith, and as a result of that, I saw fruit manifest. Yesterday, uh, and to be honest, I didn't, have, I didn't pray when I woke up. <laughs> you have those days too. And uh, my day just went about, and uh, I felt weird. You ever like don't wake up and read the Bible or don't pray, and you just feel like something's off? I just felt weird. To me, it's like not taking a shower. Like after a while, you feel like something's just sticky around here, praise God. So I, so I turned, I think I was in the car or something, I just turned, one of my favorite preachers is Bill Johnson. And I turned him on, and sometimes, y'all, I don't even have to be really paying attention. I just have to be engaged. I have to have some of that coming to my ear because the word of God is life. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 12, it goes down into the deepest areas of who you are. It divides the sun to both joint and marrow. The word of God goes into, so what the word, what the word does, it goes in, it uproots what's not faith. I love the word of God. It uproots what, what's not faith. It plants faith, and you can protect it all at the same time with the word of God. It uproots. It finds out what's not like God. It plants. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And then you protect it. Ephesians 6, 17, the sword of the spirit. And what I love about it is the sword of the spirit, which means that the spirit of God is engaged in protecting my heart too. Every time I read the word of God. This week, I challenge you. So number one, examine what's in your heart. If you don't love the word, ask yourself why. If it takes 
pulling teeth and nails for you to read your Bible. You should really ask the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, give me a desire for your word. Why? It's the only way faith comes. Faith doesn't come just by reading books, spiritual books. It comes by reading the book, the word of God. Father, thank you for your word. May it seep deep into our hearts as we endeavor to grow our faith in you. We love you and bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick, if you're not saved, if you die today, you'll be eternally separated from God. 